Hello and welcome back to the Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, March 18th of 2021. You guys, there's a lot to say today. Um, there were so, so, so many events. I like don't even know what to do with myself. I love it, but it's also a little bit stressful. Um, Because I'm hoping not to make this a super long episode, but again, we have every family but one having an event today, um, and some of them had like four or five. So we're going to just jump right in um, and start with the Belgian royal family. In Belgium today, there was several, several, several events. Um, So we are going to get started with King Philippe's uh, audiences. So that was like the big thing he had today. He had two uh, government audiences, first with the vice minister president of the Flemish government, who also holds like a ton of other titles and um, like the minister of a lot of different things in the Flemish government. Um, And then he also met with the Minister of Education for the French community government, which is the Wallonian government. Um, And so those were both held at the Royal Palace. And then also today, and this is the one I want to kind of dive in deeper on, um, Queen Mathilde took part in two classes. um, So two primary school classes so fifth year and sixth year which are like 11 to 13 year old age range I think it's probably 11 and 12 um but I'm not entirely sure of that but I think that's what it is um and so she took part in these classrooms with the organization Wikifin uh, which is a financial education organization Um, And she took part in these classes to kick off the Week of Money, which Wikifin is sponsoring. Um, So the students and Queen Mathilde played this game called, I think this is what it is in English, Just in Budget, um, which is a a game in which students, young people, can learn to start living within um, learning financial education. So there's things like... um, categories spend save invest and I think the other the fourth one was insure um but it's just a different way for people to learn about money and how to use money and how to think about money um and as someone who without going into a lot of details uh just had to move back home um where was this when I was a child I will say, like, the state, the U.S. schools are terrible for this. So we, when I was in high school, my last year of high school, we had one day dedicated to learning about money. So this was probably two or three months before graduating from high school and going to university. 
Um, by this point, I had already been accepted to university and probably signed some student loans already. Like, no financial education before you're accepted into college and learn how much college is and then figure out how to pay for college. Um, it's just a lot. And, like, the states are really bad about doing financial education. There are some teachers who learn how to work it into lesson plans and, like, thank God for them. But there are a lot who don't. Um, they just go off of the curriculum that they're taught. And so I love this about European countries, um, you know, with Wikifin in Belgium. Um, other European countries do this, too, where there's, like, a whole financial education course um and it starts early right like so wikifin also has games for children in like second and third year which are seven and eight um and it's just extensive and they start early and it's amazing and so so important um and i also love that like so like i said queen matilda took part in two classes she took part in a uh, dutch speaking school and then a french speaking school which i think is awesome and just like a way to include everybody and also there's this whole political thing that like if she chose one or the other it would maybe be a problem um but I don't know I just like really appreciated that um so that's what was going on in Belgium it was a really awesome um at least the financial education piece was really really awesome I'm really glad that they shared that um and yeah that's what was going on in Belgium so now we are going to move on to the UK today in the UK and actually every Friday episode that you guys are going to listen to so every episode that I record on Thursday um, at least for the next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit different um, and here is why so I rely on the court circular that comes out at midnight UK time which is typically 7 p.m. my time however and then I typically will record at 8 and that works pretty much every other day, except for Thursdays. I am a Grey's Anatomy Station 19 fan. Thursday night is the only night I watch television. And so on Thursdays, I record earlier. I'll record between 7 and 7.30. Um, and because of that, the court circular right now is not out because of this thing called daylight savings time and you, the U.S. hits it faster than the European Union and the UK. So right now, London is only four hours ahead and everywhere else is five hours ahead, which is typically fine um, for daytime events, but like the court circular, no. And even um, it works for like evening events in Spain, even though they're, you know, starting at 9 p.m. or something, like it's still early enough for me. Um, but it's just the court circular when that comes out at 8 p.m. my time right now for the next couple weeks. On Thursdays, it doesn't work. So I won't be reading off the court circular today. Um, we can definitely look at it tomorrow or in the episode I record for Monday, we'll go over um, 
both Thursday and Friday, um, court circulars. So that's what we'll do. Um, but there was one public facing event today. And so we'll talk about that and then move on. So today the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge visited the Newham Ambulance Station, which is in East London. Um, and so this visit was focused on really just talking with the staff and paramedics at the, at the station, um, and getting, you know, their perspective on the past year and like what that's been like, because obviously like, um, it's hard to really understand if you're from the States, but like the ambulance station, um, actually serves more function than just like calling 911 in the US. Um, it can be kind of like the first point of contact for reaching out to the NHS for emergent situations or like, is this an emergency? What should I do in this moment? Um, and so with that, when um, the COVID crisis started, obviously the ambulance stations were getting the most calls. So it's been taxing. And so that was what they were there to really learn more about. Um, and then they even, this was so cute. I can't not talk about this. They even joined a video call with a paramedic and her, that, uh, that a paramedic was having with her family, um, who live both in the UK and in, um, oh gosh, I don't remember where it was. Hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it right because it would be so wrong of me to not get it correct. So I want to make sure I get it spot on. Okay. So it was, it's Bangladesh. Um, and so they were just talking about like life and how having to isolate when you're an NHS employee is really difficult. And they were just having a good chat about that. And also like, how fun is it that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge joined in on that video call? Like I would die. Um, not going to lie. I would lose my mind. It would be so cool. Um, so I don't know. It was just like really, really great. And, you know, it's really good to see Will and Kate out and like doing their job and just like working. I just truly appreciate their ability to just use the motto of keep calm and carry on. Like, I think I've said this before, but like, they're just doing it. Like they're doing their job and they're doing it really, really well. Um, amidst kind of all of this chaos. So I appreciate that from them. Um, and so that's what was going on in the UK for the day. And like I said, we'll talk, sorry, excuse the dog. Um, we'll talk about the court circular in the next episode. So let's go on to Denmark now. Denmark, there was just the one event today, but you guys, Denmark is like crushing it this month. Um, I haven't looked at this yet because it's not like completely ready. Like I haven't completely dived in yet, but they released their 2020 annual report today, which I'm like super interested in looking at because 
oh my goodness, I can't even imagine um, what that looks like. So um, more to come on that if it's interesting. But today, Crown Princess Mary had a, a meeting with the um, Minister of Development for Denmark. Um, and the focus of this conversation was the rights of women and girls around the world, um, even during times of COVID. So we've talked about this several times. Crown Princess Mary brings a spotlight to this every time and we talk about it um, because it's just so atrocious what is happening. Um, and of course, I understand that we're in a pandemic and like things are harder right now. Um, but girls and women are being forced into situations around the world, but especially in developing countries that are unsafe and not ethical. So it's just, it's not good. And, um, you know, so just Mary bringing these ongoing conversations to light is really important. Um, and just like being kind of an advocate, not kind of, she's being an advocate for what is going on in um, the developing world. I'm sorry, I just started laughing because I feed my dog right when I start recording this podcast because she gets very hungry um, and anxious. So I feed her. Well, she just grabbed the like measuring cup that I feed her at <laughs> out of and picked it up with her mouth and started licking it. So I think she needs more food. So when I'm done with this segment, I'm going to give her a little bit more food. Poor girl. Um, but she's been really good. I will say, like, I talk a lot about how stressful this is for my dog when I record a podcast. I have no idea why, but it's so stressful on her. And since we've moved back home, she has calmed herself down so much just because we're in a different location. So... Like, she still gets kind of anxious when I start recording, um, but I'm hoping to eliminate the, like, intro that makes her really anxious and do a pre-recorded one next month. But I don't know. It's just really funny because she gets, she's so much better now. I love her. Um, you know, she's not stressed out at all about this move. Like, she is completely adjusted. It's great. So, um, anyway, back to Denmark. But yeah, I mean, Mary is an advocate for these women and girls who just are being, who just don't have what we, what I, as an American woman, white American woman, recognize the white privilege and all of this, like, I don't have these problems, right? I'm pretty, I mean, pretty well off given everything. So I think it's just um, really important that there's someone well-known bringing light to these situations. And I appreciate that from Mary. So that's what was going on in Denmark today. And now we are going to move on to the Netherlands.
today, Queen Maxima was running the show in the Netherlands. Um, she had two digital events today. Um, so first, in her role as member of the Netherlands Entrepreneurship Committee, Queen Maxima took part in a virtual visit to Utrecht, uh, to the Utrecht region, which, um, and her focus of the uh, visit was on the labor market in the region in the COVID era. Um, I want to say props to myself for Googling how to say Utrecht, um, because I really don't think I've ever known how to pronounce it, and I decided to learn today. Um, so yay for that. And, you know, again, this is the labor market. We all know uh, the economy and the labor market has been incredibly impacted by COVID. A lot of people have lost their job. Um, a lot of companies are losing business and therefore having to shut down. And it's just, I keep, you know, we are, I think, on the better side of the health part of this crisis. The economic part, I think, is going to get worse before it gets better. Um, you know, I, I think that's just kind of a given um, because it's going to take us a long time to get a lot of these jobs that people have lost back um, and to get the money for the recovery of that. Um, so we'll, you know, I think we will all kind of be struggling economically for a while still, or at least the ones who are struggling will continue to struggle. Um, and it'll just be an unfortunate type of thing. I think um, I'm not an economist by any stretch of the imagination, but I think um, you know, when the focus is less on the health side, um, and more so on the economic situation, I think we'll see a big difference. Um, so that is down the road, but like the labor market is definitely needing some attention at the moment. Um, so that was Maxima's first event. And then she also held a digital working visit about human-centered artificial intelligence. So I decided, I think I've talked about this, I have a pretty irrational fear of AI. Um, I don't really know why. Like, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I love technology, but AI, especially, like, AI that's focused on helping humans and also doing human things freaks me out. Um, you know, I use the Amazon like digital assistant and the Apple digital assistant. I'm not saying their names as so as to not um, engage them, but it's it's just, like, that's as far as I'm willing to go, and I don't really even use that beyond turning on lights and stuff in my house, because it creeps me out. Sometimes I'll use it for weather, but, like, that's it. Um, I don't know, I just don't utilize them very much. But in this, so I didn't do a lot of research on this, because the whole thing creeps me out. Um, but, so, um, during the working visit, Maxima and the group of people she was with, um, or uh, with on Zoom, I guess, 
um, had a discussion focused on the effects that AI has on people and society, as well as like the ethical effects of artificial intelligence, because that's a huge piece of this, um, is like what's ethical and what's not. And it's a super gray area because like it's never been studied um, because it's new. And so um, while I find this to be interesting because I am terrified of AI, I didn't do a ton of research on it. Um, but yeah, those were her two events today. And now we are going to move on to the marathon that is the Norwegian royal family. <laughs> Norway today. You guys, when I say marathon, I mean it. We have five things to cover and I didn't write them down in the correct order, which is also really confusing on me. Um, so I'm going to say this um, at the top because I haven't said it for a while. When I do um, readouts like this of the events and I'm doing them right now, the order of precedence as stated by the Norwegian royal family, like their their household, um, is Crown Prince Akun goes first since he's serving as regent, then Queen Sonia, then Crown Princess Metamarit. So just so you know, that's why I'm doing it in this order. Um, it feels weird. I don't always like doing it in this order, but that's how we're doing it. Um, so we'll start with Crown Prince Akun. Um, first, he held an audience with the Minister of Foreign Affairs. This seems to happen, like, every Thursday. Um, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation, really and truly. Granted, I don't speak Norwegian, so it wouldn't be very fun for me, but, like, I would love to know what they talk about every week. Really, I would love it. Um, so that was his first event. There's never any, like, long-term discussions about this. Um, then he participated in the Digital Norwegian Ship Owners Association Conference, where he presented the Environmental Award, which is like their most prestigious award that goes to um, a company in the maritime industry that, have, that has contributed to a better global environment. Um, so this year, like I said, it was presented digitally. So Akun visited um, like a, a library, I think the former main library in Oslo. I don't really understand. Um, but he and the like host were there, but everyone else was watching from their computer screens. Um, and so he did that. And then we'll move on to Queen Sonia. Sorry, we're going to speed through these because there, there are five events. Um, so Queen Sonia held an audience today with representatives of the Queen Sonia International Music Competition. Um, and then she also digitally opened the exhibition Anna Anker, Scoggins Inner and Outer Space um, with the Lilyhammer Lily Art Museum. Lilyhammer. It's probably Lilyhammer. Sorry. Um, definitely just said that like an American. Um, so this was done 
the digital opening speech was done at uh, wherever she's staying. I don't know if she's staying at the at the Royal Palace in Oslo or at her their like. I don't know where she's at. Um, and then she also, in the past couple of days, has received a closed, like, private tour of the exhibition. Um, and so Anna Anker is a 19th century artist from, I think, Copenhagen. Um, I think. Or at least Denmark, from what I can tell. Um, although her art looks really cool. Um, and I'm not a person, I've mentioned this too, I'm not a person who appreciates art, but her art looks really, really cool. Um, like from the pictures of the closed tour, just really awesome. Um, so that was Queen Sonia's events for the day. I loved this day so much for Norway, but like spread it out a little, come on. Um, and then finally, Crown Princess Matamarit sent a video message, um, to the Pilgrim Conference today where she wanted to especially thank the people who are maintaining and taking care of the pilgrimage routes throughout Norway. Um, so I didn't know this, but like, I mean, I know what a pilgrimage is and I know that there are pilgrimage routes, but I don't think I knew that there were pilgrimage routes in Norway. Like, I don't think I realized that because why would I? Um, so that was like a learning thing today in and of itself. Um, but then some of these routes, I think Norway, I don't have a huge desire to go to Norway. Um, I probably will at some point, but like right now my list is kind of London, Spain, um, and I know London is not a country, but like I specifically want to go to London, um, whereas with Spain I kind of want to see the whole country, um, and Sweden. So those are like the top three places I want to go right now, um, but we'll see over the next little bit what that ends up being. Um, so, but I think Norway is so beautiful. Like, I think it's one of the prettiest places in the world. Um, and so seeing these photos of the, um, pilgrim, pilgrimage routes are just, they're beautiful. So thank you to Crown Princess Matamarit for giving me that opportunity to see these beautiful, um, hike locations. Um, but yeah, so like I said, a lot going on in Norway. I know I just like rapid fired those, but that was my option. Um, so that's what was going on there. For the first time in a long time, we're skipping right to Sweden because there was nothing in Spain. I mean, there was some news about the Spanish royal family, but like it's about an event that's happening next week. If you follow closely, you'll know, but if not, I'm leaving that because I'm so excited about this. Like not a spoiler alert, but I'm like super pumped for this event and I'm still debating on how I'm gonna cover it. Um, but that's happening next week. So for now, we're just skipping Spain and also there's like very little on their calendar for next week right now. Um, although they do have a state visit at the end of the week. So I'm just like, what's going on here? I don't know if it's just because they're leaving the country like, maybe they're doing some more isolated, isolation-y things. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I'm totally speculating. Um, but yeah, so we are jumping right to Sweden now.
finally, we have made it to the Swedish royal family. Um, and so today there was one event, but I'm very excited because, um, not about the event. The event was kind of boring. But today, King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria, and Prince Daniel took part in a meeting with the foreign minister for Sweden about um, Sweden's presidency of the Organization for Security and Cooperation. Um, and I'm mostly just excited about this because this is the first time that um, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel have been seen since their COVID diagnosis. So that was a very exciting thing. Um, they only released, I think, one picture from the event. Um, but it looked, they looked healthy and obviously if they're able to work, like they're feeling okay. Um, so I think their COVID diagnosis came about a week ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, I think it was like Tuesday or something last week. It's March 11th. Um, yeah. Okay. So exactly a week ago and they, I don't know, they, they looked like they were feeling okay and not like horrible. So that was, of course, really, really good news. Um, but yeah, that's what was going on in Sweden. Like I said, the event was kind of boring um, because they don't do a whole lot of, they didn't give a whole lot of information other than like Sweden has the presidency, which is a year long commitment. Um, but other than that, it was pretty, pretty chill, but it was exciting just because they made an appearance. So that is what was going on in Sweden. Uh, that brings us to the end of the episodes for the week. Um, yeah, I, let's see, I will, I'm, I didn't do a lot on the web, on Instagram last night. I did, I am keeping the website up to date, but Instagram requires like a little bit more effort and I don't know. I'm just, I've been moving all week, so I'm a little tired. Um, so I'll probably work on catching up on Instagram and the website today, um, while I'm watching television, hopefully. And yeah, with that, please check out thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, and I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a great rest of your weekend. Bye.